With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This is Matt Neely, and you're listening to the Titans Film Room Podcast. Welcome into the Titans Film Room Podcast. This is our Saints preview episode. We're going to talk about the New Orleans Saints, what they do well, what they don't do well. Hint, they do everything well. We are not joined by Jimmy Morris on this episode. Hopefully we'll get him back for our game recap. It's James Esparza at South Texas Titan. It's me, Justin Graber, at Titans Film Room on Twitter. And this is our podcast. Oh, they're aggressive. They've got good players. Jordan is a, you know, outstanding edge rusher who plays physical, plays with length, uh, mixes moves. Um, I think Demario Davis is playing great. I think that the D line is all is well coached. Uh, they play uh, physical. They play hard. They play with their hands. Um, they're active. Um, you know, and then the corners have been able to, to play in, in man coverage and, um, and and really allow them to, to mix in blitzes with, with you know, that's, that they've done. Ho, ho, ho. Happy holidays. Bye, humbug. Don't. No. It's holidays. It's the holidays. Given that it's the holidays, I have to catch a flight, so me and James are going to record a really quick saints preview for you guys to digest on saturday or maybe sunday before the game starts we're going to dive right into it the saints are a good team they are 11 and 3 for a reason they are coming into nissan stadium on sunday they're fighting for a bye the titans are fighting for a playoff spot both teams have a lot to play for the saints have clinched their division but they can still get a first round bye so that's a this is a big game for them it's just as big a game for the titans Titans are going to have their hands full. Saints out of conference team, so not very fami- not much familiarity here. The last time the Titans and Saints played was Mike Malarkey's first game as the interim head coach of the Titans. Marcus Mariota led a road win in overtime. That was the game where Delaney Walker had a crazy catch that two Saints defenders like tipped and collided, and Delaney Walker just snatched it out of the air and ran for the end, ran to the end zone. James, when you look at this Saints team. Anything stand out to you that you're particularly scared of? Uh, Drew Brees. Yeah, that's a good one. And you got Michael Thomas. He's also good. Uh, then you have their they have some pretty stout corners in Marshawn Lattimore, Eli Apple. Yeah, well, you can kind of argue that one, but they also picked up Janoris Jenkins. But they have some other injuries on that defensive line that might help with the run game. Yep. Michael Thomas leads the NFL in receiving yards. The next closest player is 220 yards behind him. So it's not even close. Michael Thomas running away. He's going to set the record for receptions in a season. He's going to break Marvin Harrison's record if he stays on this pace. And uh, the Titans are missing their top cornerbacks. Adoree Jackson has already been ruled out. Malcolm Butler, of course, is on IR. So it's going to be a challenge for this Titans defense to contain the Saints offense. If we look at just their DVOA rankings... Saints are fourth in total DVOA, but if you look at their weighted DVOA, which takes the more recent games into account, they're actually second. When Football Outsiders published this week's DVOA update, 
here's what they wrote at the top of the article, and I'm quoting this. The New Orleans Saints are the big risers in this week's Football Outsiders DVOA ratings. New Orleans moves up from number five to number four in full season DVOA. The Saints were already number two last week in weighted DVOA, but their weighted rating goes up over five percentage points this week. Obviously, they had an insane game against the Colts on Monday Night Football with Drew Brees completing 29 of 30 passes with the one incompletion being a throwaway. It wasn't a miss. It was a throwaway intentional. So Drew Brees had an almost perfect game, five touchdown passes, broke Peyton Manning's record. Offense was rolling. If we look at their specific offensive DVOA ranks, we'll see that they are three in weighted ranked total offense, number five in passing offense, number 11 in rushing offense. So not that surprising. Alvin Kamara, former Tennessee volunteer, third round pick of the Saints, has been playing through a bit of an injury. He's been banged up this season. So their rushing offense, not as good as their passing offense. Hard to be as good as Drew Brees is at anything, especially the way he's playing right now. And one thing that's really interesting about the way Drew Brees is playing right now is those five and a half games that he missed with the thumb injury, which is clearly healed by now. We talked about this on our podcast early in the season when we were going through the schedule. But I mentioned that Drew Brees last year, around this time of the year, his arm really fell off in terms of his deep passing ability and his arm strength, just at his age, throwing that many passes over the course of a full season. This year, he missed five and a half games. His arm, as we saw Monday Night Football, looks great. So, I don't know. I was expecting Drew Brees to be less than full-strength Drew Brees by week 16 because that's been his trajectory the last couple seasons, but here we are. Drew Brees playing maybe the best football of his career. How do you even begin to stop him? By keeping him off the field. I mean, that's what the Falcons did. So you run the ball with Derrick Henry, and that's going to be our recipe for success. Play action, run the ball. Yep, it's going to have to be a typical Titans game here. If we try to find a defensive weakness or susceptibility for the Saints, just based on DVOA ranks, they're 10th in passing defense and 9th in rush defense. So they're a good defense. They are missing two of their best defensive linemen, Sheldon Rankins and Marcus Davenport. We're both placed on IR before last week's game against the Colts. It didn't seem to uh, give them any trouble when they played the Colts because they held them to basically zero points until they scored a late garbage time touchdown. So, but without those two D linemen, that is interesting. They're also going to be missing their starting safety, Von Bell, Ohio State player, former pupil of Kerry Combs, defensive back coach for the Titans, will not be playing in this game. And they're also going to be missing Larry Warford, their starting right guard. So... The Saints are a little banged up, too. We already mentioned the Titans' defensive injuries. Derrick Henry was a full participant in practice on Friday, so no worries about Henry's status. Something that did pop up on the injury report, though, is Jeffrey Simmons was limited on Friday with an with a knee. I'm not sure if this is his ACL knee. Obviously, we, we don't really know anything, but he's been listed as questionable for this game. Any concerns about Big Jeff? The, the I think the key to stopping Drew Brees, if there is any way to stop Drew Brees, is to get interior pressure, maybe where that right guard, backup right guard is going to be playing. Larry Warford is out for the Saints, so we got backup right guard in. That'd be a place for the Titans to try to take advantage, try to get some interior pressure on Breeze, force him into quick decisions. But without Jeffrey Simmons, what do you think of those prospects? Uh, I don't like a chance. I even think, even if we do have Jeffrey Simmons, uh, I really think Drew Breeze has seen it all. And really, the only way we're going to beat him is, like, to my earlier point, keeping him off the field. Because I just, I, I really don't know how much this pass rush is even going to be able to get to him to begin with. And obviously, not having Jeffrey Simmons is going to make that even worse. But even with him in there, I think it's going to be really hard to beat Drew Brees in this game. 
You're right. I, I think there are two ways. If we look at what's happened so far this season, there are two ways to beat the Saints. One is the way the 49ers did it a couple weeks ago, where you just, every time they score, you score too. And you never stop scoring, and you just, first one to 50 wins. Or you do what the Falcons did, where they were able to help hold the Saints to nine points. They did have six sacks in that game. Grady Jarrett had two and a half sacks in that game. So again, interior pressure. Guys like Jarrell Casey, Daquan Jones, Austin Johnson are going to be huge in this game, especially if Simmons is limited. I don't know if like he's having some swelling issues with his repaired ACL knee or if this is a new knee injury or what it is or if he's even going to miss the game. He's just listed as questionable. But typically, when you see a player pop up on the injury report this late in the week when they were full participants on Wednesday and Thursday, it's usually not a good sign. But the good sign is Derrick Henry fully healthy, at least full participant in, in Friday's practice, still probably not fully healthy, but I don't think we're going to see any restrictions. He's not, he has no injury designation going into this game. So to your earlier point and how the Falcons were able to beat the Saints, the Falcons, they, they started off this game, these two teams trading field goals, and then the Falcons went on a 17-play, eight-minute drive to close out the first quarter and end the first quarter with a 10-3 lead. And from there, they were able to put the defensive pressure on the Saints put the pressure on the Saints offense to keep up and they were able to get the stops that they needed. And uh, the Titans will have to do something similar. They'll have to ride Henry. Like you said, use get that play action game working. I want to make a bold prediction about the Titans receivers because AJ Brown has been borderline unstoppable three out of the last four games, over a hundred yards playing like my pick for rookie of the year, my totally unbiased pick for rookie of the year. Josh Jacobs has already been ruled out this week. So that's going to help AJ's chances there. But I actually think we're going to see defenses because over the past few weeks, we've still seen defenses mainly focus their attention on Corey Davis. It's been a, lo- a little less than it was towards the beginning of the season. And A.J. Brown actually finally surpassed Corey Davis and led the team in snaps last week. But like this is a fantasy tip, and I have, I'm basing this on nothing but gut feeling. I think this is one of those three catches for 60 yards for A.J. Brown. It's a fine game. He makes some big plays. But I think this is one of those random Corey Davis games. It's gonna just gonna go off this week with uh, with the Saints focusing on AJ Brown and Derrick Henry and all the other weapons the Titans have. I think we might see an emphasis on getting Corey Davis the ball. Uh, probably I could see that, especially if Eli Apple's on him. Um, right. But I don't know, man. It, it just seems um, some of those quick slant routes or maybe a, a wide receiver screen to A.J. Brown, the dude's a playmaker when he gets the ball in his hands. So. True, and I, I like we talked about last week, I think they have to try to get the ball to him and all the playmakers. I think Jonu Smith needs some designed little plays. I think Derrick Henry could have a screen or two. We haven't seen a Derrick Henry screen called in a couple of weeks. I don't know if that has to do with his hamstring or what the, what the situation there is, but when he catches the ball on those plays, he's been, he's been eating up yards after running down the field. So... Yeah, it's going to be about balancing the offense as usual, but really controlling the ball, protecting the ball. The Titans have had so much trouble with protecting the ball, especially early in the game. Two opening drive turnovers, obviously last week's turnover at the goal line that totally flipped the outcome of that game. You got to protect the ball, especially against a team like the Saints, whose offense is going to take advantage of turnovers. And if you can force turnovers, Titans forced two turnovers in the red zone, in the end zone last week that were huge plays that really helped keep the game close when the offense was struggling. They're going to need plays like that. This is going to be a tough game. One huge reason for optimism, I think, is Drew Brees. 
historically has always played better at home where he gets to play within the confines of a dome, no weather to worry about, his home crowd there. Obviously, I mean, the Saints aren't bad on the road. They've only lost three games this whole season. Um, So it's not like he's just going to be a terrible quarterback because they're coming to Nissan Stadium in Nashville. But I do think playing outside, playing in the cold in Nashville at this time of year, could could put a damper on Breeze's ability to just sit in the pocket and distribute the ball and and pick a defense apart. Um, Breeze's accuracy is truly unbelievable, but in the elements, in the cold, we'll see if the Titans, we'll see if that helps the Titans at all in terms of slowing down this offense. Because really, it's pretty hard to stop it. You can hope to slow it down and hope to keep up with it with your own offense, but stopping it, there's a reason. Like we've said so many times already, there's a reason they're eleven and three. Defense, at the end of the day, though, the defense is going to have to get some stops. The bend but don't break is really not going to work in this game because without potent, the Saints are, especially on offense. So they're going to either – the offense is going to be, have to move the ball uh, at least somewhat to where we can pin them deep, or we're just going to have to pray that Drew Brees doesn't get a short field. Right, and if he does get a short field, I mean, this could be one of those games where it's either a shootout – or a blowout. <laughs> I don't really. Yep. If you had to rate your confidence in the Titans' ability to win this game, one to ten, what are you at? I would put an eight. An eight? Yeah. Wow. Because uh, I think people are going to look at this game as a game we can't win, and history shows that when we're not supposed to win, we go out and we show out. We, I mean, it's at this point, it's um, put up or shut up, especially with getting hit in the mouth, kind of come back down to earth. I think the Titans are really going to, especially with Ryan Tannehill leading this team, uh, I think we're going to really come out and want to win this game. I agree. I think the Titans need to win this game. Obviously, they need to win this game, but they'll know how important it is if, depending on what happens with Houston on Saturday. But Houston obviously playing against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We've been over this scenario a couple times, but just to refresh, if Houston wins, then the Titans cannot win the division. But if Houston loses to Tampa Bay and the Titans beat the Saints and then beat the Texans next week, the Titans will take the AFC South. So the Texans game is huge. Turn that on your TVs on Saturday, and then that will determine how important... Actually, I mean, the Titans still have to win on Sunday regardless because if the Steelers win, then they stay ahead. So the Titans and Steelers, if they both finish 10-6, and six, the Steelers will take it. If they both finish 9-7, and seven, it depends on who the Titans beat if they can pass the Steelers in the tiebreakers. So... If it comes down to they're both nine and seven, meaning the te- Titans and the Steelers are both nine and seven, and the Titans beat the Saints but lose to the Texans, the Titans won't pass the Steelers because they won't have a better conference record. So the Steelers will still take the tiebreaker. But if the Titans win is against the Texans, then they can still lose to the Saints. They can lose this game this weekend and still have a shot at the wild card. They would just need the Steelers to lose a game, either they're against the Jets this weekend or the Ravens next weekend. So those are the playoff implications for this game. They're huge. It's a home game. It's the last home game of the season. So hopefully Nissan Stadium is packed and loud. We we had a code blue last week and yet had a deflating loss to the Texans. Hopefully that kind of... Deflating, but not a blowout. It was a deflating loss, but it was not a blowout. True. It was only deflating because the expectations and the hype was so big and then they lost. I mean, any loss would be a deflating loss under those under the setup of those circumstances. But maybe that loss, they were on a four-game winning streak. Maybe it was a little kick in the reminder pants that they needed to say, hey, 
you guys aren't perfect just because you beat four teams. This is a long season. Anything can happen any given Sunday. You can't lose focus even for a second or else you'll get hit in the mouth at the goal line and the ball will land in Whitney Merciless's lap and he'll run it 88 yards back into the red zone. So got to stay focused. I think Dean Pease will be doing a lot to disguise his coverages, to do what he can to to mess with Drew Brees' mind because his mental processing is so fast. Titans are going to be having to have to be switching up from man and zone just so Brees has no idea what's coming until after the snap as many times in, in the game as they can. Because um, if you leave it in zone all game, he'll pick you apart. And if you leave it in man all game, he'll find the matchups you need and pick him apart. Obviously, the Saints have all kinds of random weapons that they use in all kinds of random ways, like number three tight ends like Josh Hill and Taysom Hill and backup running backs like Latavius Murray, who is more like a 1B right now to Alvin Kamara's 1A because Kamara, they aren't giving him a huge workload because of his injury issues. And then you have like Traquan Smith and all these other random receiver guys that that are going to be involved. Former Tennessee Titan Jared Cook might be involved. Um, his return to Nashville for, I don't know what, the upteenth time probably <laughs> since leaving the Titans. Um, Ted Ginn Jr. is the deep threat. This is, a, this is a balanced offense. It's a balanced attack. Sean Payton is a genius. Titans have their hands full this weekend. If they want to get into the playoffs and prove that they are a playoff team that deserves to be in the playoffs, they'll win this game and show that they are the team we thought they were. I mean, this time last week, we were so hyped on this team. They coming off four straight wins and good morning football and ESPN and all the shows were hyping them up and Ryan Tannehill's getting comeback player of the year love and Mike Vrabel was getting some mentions for coach of the year love and AJ Brown is getting mentions for rookie of the year love. And let's get back to that. We're only one week later. Not that much has changed since then. Titans can get back to that. They beat the Chiefs at home. Let's beat the Saints at home. Let's do it. Any final predictions, scores, bold predictions, die, anything? You got anything else on this game? It's going to be a shootout. Titans 35, Saints 30. 35-30, huh? Yep. I'm going to go with Titans 27, Saints 33. Oof. But I still think the Titans can get in the playoffs, even with a loss this weekend. I just, I'm trying not to let my hopes get up again, because I was pretty hopeful last weekend. We saw how that worked out. It did. Okay, pessimist. We're going to win, Titan fans. Corey Davis, big game, though. Boo. Big game. Big, big game. I'm benching A.J. Brown in my... I'm in three fantasy championships. I got A.J. Brown on two of those rosters. Weird flex, but okay. And I think I'm going to bench him in one, and I'm not sure about the other. I'm really stressing about my fantasy matchups this weekend. <laughs> all right, that's all I got. You got anything else? Follow me at South Texas Titan. Follow him at Titans Film Room. Don't forget to rate and subscribe. We'll see you next week. Just a quick note on the holiday schedule, because it is happy holidays here in the uh, Titans Film Room podcast world. I'm going to be traveling these next two weeks, and I'm also having um, a minor surgery procedure on Monday, so not sure when we're going to get the game recap up. Not sure when Jimmy will be back with us either. There's going to be a lot of, uh, of figuring out the schedule over the next week with Christmas and New Year's and everything, so... We'll be back when we can, hopefully to recap this game as soon as we can. Until then, stay blue. Like code, like, yeah, not like sad. No, don't say code blue. Code blue's bad. No code blue. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, just uh, tighten up and stuff. I love you, Titans fans.